Hello and welcome to the Legends of Tabletop podcast. We're getting ready to jump into our next session of Cthulhu Invictus, our continuing adventures in Shadows of the Oak. Uh, last session, we spent the night in the barn planning things. Uh, we spoke to a couple of the different families. We spoke to the family who presumably sacrificed the their daughter, their blind daughter, to the undead stag creature. I uh, said they were left with a horrible choice and decided to um, go with the stag's plan because they did not want to see their child starve to death. Um, he did give the party a basket of food to spread out to the rest of their uh, village compatriots, um, trying to ingratiate themselves or, or you know, not make it seem as if they'd thrown their lot in with this horrific creature to the detriment of the of the rest of the village. We talked to the other family. There was a, a child spying on the barn uh, in the morning. I think it was Malachi and Vladimus uh, spoke with the child. They also spoke with that family as well. They were somewhat angry when we got there to talk to them. Uh, the brother's boy was sick. Curtius tried to do something for the child, although he needed a tooth extracted, which we were unable to do in the current circumstances. And pretty much the conclusion was that we needed to head off to the woods to where the standing stones were now fallen stones uh, were and confront this evil Creature, but also uh, Curtius is pretty sure that this, because of the petty nature of the requests and sort of how this is going on in the village, that there is at least a human involved, if not a group or a cult of humans who have summoned this dark eldritch being. So I'll kick it over to Oscar and uh, I guess we'll see what happens tonight. Okay, so the farmer you spoke to was uh, Timon. The poorest farmer in the town, the ones who sacrificed their daughter to save the rest of the family from starvation. And the other family, they were really pissed off at you guys because their town had been, you know, the subject of multiple sorceress attacks and their livestock were dying and their root cellar was, you know, moldy. And and they were very close to actually uh, offering that sickly child to uh, the the undead stag as a sacrifice just to be able to survive the winter. So uh, to continue the recap a little bit, through both families, you learned how to find the, the shrine where these sacrifices are and the approximate location of the uh, ancient druid grove that the Romans had destroyed. Um, the standing stones they had toppled. And the key is um, head right into the woods until you hit the uh, the dead river stream bed, like the, the gully, and then use that as a road. You know, follow the river upstream, and eventually it will lead you right past where the fallen grove was. The guy who was so going to sacrifice one of his children said that the stag said to me, it, it would meet them there. And, you know, in return for the townspeople confiding in you, they are hoping that you will intercede on their behalf with the Roman authorities because they haven't paid taxes in this village ever. 
um, and which is why they were nervous about asking for help. Um, so they probably owe a lot of back taxes and they desperately need loans and food and relief because nobody's going to survive the winter at this point. They're, they're, you know, they've just lost too much of their, uh, of their supplies. And, um, it was, that was pretty much your whole day in, um, in gathering that bit of inf- in gathering all of that information. So it was now late afternoon. So I did not know if you guys wanted to head into the woods so close to nightfall or wait until the next morning. Let me just say, I think I'm going to start kicking the recap right to you when we start. <laughs> Sorry. No, it's good. I, I cuz I I don't I don't always remember names and things like that. I mean, it take four pages of notes and I'm like, "Ah, fuck, I don't know." <laughs> well, I just thought it'd be it, it was important to kind of get the whole reason of why they were so reluctant for help, you know, to yeah. ask for help. Was it clear how close is the old druid stones to the place where In conversation, it, it had probably come up and they were saying it's about <laughs> a third of a day's walk. If you set a dis- a brisk pace at, at dawn, you can get there before high sun. No, I mean, what to, to what? To which one? To the fallen, to the, uh, the Druid right. circle and grove that had been destroyed by the Romans. And how close is that to where the sacrifices supposed to be brought? It's the same place. Uh, the sacrifices, that's probably, um, that's probably a 40 45 minute walk from town. Yeah, okay. That's that's, that's very so, that's very close. You just have to get into the forest, go north, and eventually you'll hit this dry gully. And, and there's effectively there's really no association between the two sites that have, have have we put any kind of real connection between the two sites except they're both kind of spooky uh in some way or Right, you do not in fact know that the dark stag will take them will take the is taking the sacrifices, although it's only gotten one at this point, um, to that old druid grove. But Wait, it, did it, you just say that that's what it will do? Because that's kind of what it sounded like you just said. I said there's no indication that it is doing that, but the fact that it's having them drop off the sacrifices on a trail that leads to it is a certain hint that that's. Uh, it, it's an indication that it's in all likelihood that's where they're heading. That may not be the case, but you know, if if if, if it says meet me on the road to Chicago, you're probably it's probably heading to Chicago. It's like a full coincidence. Well, gosh, let's go there at nighttime. I say, <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> By which I, I mean, no, please, no. <laughs> Much more learned people who get to decide <laughs> these things. Well, you, yeah, can, the you can spend no, the night I mean, having a meal, getting some rest, and gathering supplies for this trip tomorrow. Yep. Courteous? Obviously, the smartest option is to wait till morning, use all the available daylight to make this trip, and deal with whatever we're dealing with, food, all that, and everything. I, just as devil's advocate, I would like to point out there might be an element of stealth if there are people involved they'll probably be asleep at that time we might be we might get an element of surprise i think we probably should just wait but i'm just putting that out there 
if anybody else wants wait to till morning or wait there's better options or this at night or do this at night probably bad idea of course but if we just, if we go at night we'll need torches to light the way so it yeah. will give away our position uh, yeah no yeah if we get there later in the evening so so morning might be best although i do feel like we are on somewhat of a time schedule do, do we feel like we have the night to give I suspect one way or the other, something will probably happen. Yes, I feel as though we at least have a couple of days. And uh, I believe that in uh, waiting till the morning when we have light is the the best opportunity. We uh, best lay uh, whatever advantages we can in front of ourselves. Going at night would only be a hindrance to us and perhaps a boon to whatever creature or people that we are out there to get. So what can we find out about the Druid stones, the, the site that's farther off? Uh, can we access records at all about what, you know, what those stones might've been? I, I feel like we've found out a little bit that, you know, it was kind of the standard. There's, there's no records here. I mean, it's a rural village. <sighs> they haven't gone to that grove in an organized fashion in generations. Yeah, generations. And this has only been happening for a few weeks or something like right, that. Right, right. This is so. all very new. You know, they've been living peacefully beside it for decades. Well, not beside it, but, you know, half-day travel away. What do we feel of the stag itself? Is this also another summoning from these cultists, we should say? I, I think the stag is a red... The stag is probably a red herring. If it's a, if it's some kind of, a, if it's actually a magical creature, then I don't know. It, it's probably less dangerous than the creature that destroyed that barn with that family in it. And if it's not a magical creature, then it's a charade by whoever's putting this forward easier just to dress up in dead you know dead animal skins and scare the hell out of people possibly uh malachi uh did the stag strike you as anything other than supernatural you you want it to be more than supernatural i mean or less than it uh it pretty much almost made me shit my toga i mean i don't really know what more to say it was on that. I felt like I didn't want to fight it, and I want to fight everything. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> yeah, it was. It was definitely a pretty horrifying specter. That's for sure. Uh, and the thought of something substantially larger, perhaps, motivating it or you know being on its side is is even more horrifying. Do you think that would lend itself to there being more than one cultist present then? To- wield such magics? Herminius, you're familiar with witchcraft, are you not? What does your experience tell you? Well, without any further examination of the uh, creature or the area, it's hard to tell, but my initial summation would be that we are indeed dealing with some type of uh, necromantic witchcraft. Hmm. Dorina, you are from here. Is there anything in your uh, tales that would indicate that druids would summon undead creatures? It should be something I would know. 
Uh, let's see. What can roll I roll? for a cult. <laughs> All right. Let's do this. 76. No. Unfortunately, um, I do not know of any tales or any information about the druids. Hmm. From a time long ago, then. Yes, from a time long ago. So, when we go toward the area, how do we want to... Um, how do we want to present ourselves? Do we all want to be visible at the same time? Because we're thinking that it could possibly be more than one person, I'm a little concerned with having everyone in one area. Not saying to spread out, but having one or two people who are very handy lurking in the background may be possible. What do you think? I believe uh, possibly going along that idea, if we uh, perhaps split into two groups, still stay within eyesight or ear, uh, within ear of each other. But if one of us is ambushed, then at least the other one will be able to come to the rescue. They can't get all of us in one single blow. Thank you. That definitely addresses the concern I have. What will we be taking with us? I believe we discussed the oil. Yes, uh, Malachi was... uh insistent that fire seemed to work on the uh, the larger creature that we have yet to see. Yeah, I, I have to say, uh, I'm not sure splitting us up is the best idea. Um, I'm more concerned not so much about them taking us all out in one blow, but taking us out in two much smaller parties in two separate blows uh, may be a lot easier to do. I don't know if we should be too spread out. Out of the group, who's a competent fighter? Raise hand. Uh, I, I, I can hunt. Okay. So I'm decent with a dagger. So, uh, so basically, we got true fighters, about three of them. And then the rest are very cushy people. What I would call cushy. I'll say, um, from my one experience with a creature somewhat like I suspect we may be encountering, that I don't know if fighting is necessarily, at least the kind of fighting that I'm familiar with, is our best course of action. So um, I, I would go with um, with a group that is still one group, but not not walking separate, but walking within feet of each other, uh, with warriors in front, warriors in the back, and then the people that are the pushiest in the center, so we have more protection. That way, we have people around them. What about the middle? Since there's three, we put one warrior in the front, one warrior in the back, and one warrior in the middle. That's fine to me. And, and by that measure, one brainiac in the front, one brainiac in the middle, and one brainiac in the back. <laughs> no, it'd actually be one brainiac, a warrior, and then two great, or either way, it doesn't matter. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. No, I just want to go in with the understanding of like who is where, things along those lines. Um, now, we did say that oil, fire, is there any other materials that we, that you would think is useful, Malachi, that we should get ahead of time? Nets, ropes. Yeah, anything flammable. I don't know if there's... I mean, the problem, of course, is if we have to go over half a day's walk or hike, it's going to be hard to carry too much supplies. But Okay, so I have, um, I have 50 feet of rope. I have... I believe I have a net. Looking right now, I have twelve torches. Yes, I have. Uh... Oh man, I'm like digging through my bag and just can't find everything. 
it's like the never-ending purse. Yes, I have two nets. So, um, what does everyone else have? Basically the same. I don't have anything that would be quite useful in this situation, aside from a clay lamp. And I don't believe that'll hold as much oil as we need. Um, he pulls out a couple of quills and some, some papyrus. He says, I, I don't think this is going to uh, quite be what you're looking for. I have my daggers and my wits. I got a few, but no, I got like torches, but I don't have any nets or rope or anything like that. A medical bag. I have a, a lantern, a vial of oil, of lamp oil, but nothing that can be Oscar, would we still? Because we were traveling with our donkey and cart. Would we have sufficient rations? Because we were obviously not planning on stopping here. Um, you were only here. Uh, you've only been here, I believe. This Tomorrow will be your third full day. Um, it took you one day to get here and I'm sure that you all had a week. So I'm going to say at this point, you probably have three days left. And I would say, and you could stretch that. to. I I would think that as a party that we might have given some of that food out to the villagers or, or maybe not. I, I feel like we probably would have, although I guess it didn't come up. No, it hasn't. So, so the, I definitely the, gave some of mine. Yeah, as we're taking stock, then then Macrion says, um, as we discuss the food, uh, perhaps we should um, distribute some of the rations that we brought as the uh, at least to the children. We have the basket that the um, Timon family has provided to give to multiple families as well. That's not going to really make any meaningful difference. I mean, you're talking about a couple of hundred people and you have a basket of food, you know, unless these people get relief, like meaningful relief, probably by this time next week, it's going to start getting ugly. Okay. But you know that that can't happen until this, whatever this is in the woods is you know, removed. Well, hadn't we already offered that we were going to give them some money to subsidize, like so they could buy from whatever local markets they go to or something like that. I mean, we have, even I still have enough cash to probably keep them pretty happy for a little bit based on what we decided last time. Right. But the last time someone left the village, their entire family was killed. So they, even if you gave them the money, they wouldn't leave because of the example that's already been set. Yeah, that, that was an after this situation is resolved sort of thing. Yeah. Let's, um, let's get some rest and head out in the morning. Everyone make um, a luck check. Oh, C- Courteous, go ahead. Oh, no, I just, I, I had a nagging thought. Um, now, we have a basic landmark of the dry riverbed, and from there we can strike out to the standing stones. Is there a way we could take a few extra a few extra hours and perhaps come in from an alternate route, too? Um, so if this is a dry riverbed, is Darina there a way might to come be able in? to plot that, 
with a hard success on a navigation roll. All right. Let's take a stab. But then you Push wouldn't it. get you wouldn't get to there until mid afternoon. Uh, you say you wanted a luck roll? Yeah, everybody make a luck roll. Sixty three uh, under sixty seven. Eighty seven over sixty five. Exactly on. what I needed. Sixty two. <laughs> Okay. Um, Three out of 60. Wow. Nice. <laughs> Everyone, <laughs> it doesn't matter. You should cancel one, me. If one of, one of you failed. One of you failed. It was. <laughs> I was just looking for one of you to fail. All right. Who was taking watches? How many watches did you have? And what was the order of them? Well, are we going to take the different route? Because if we are... We're, 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 we're not there yet. Okay. Got it. Sorry. I assume we all probably take a watch to, to spread that out so that everybody gets a decent amount of sleep. Yeah. I take the middle of the night watch. Okay. Um, first. All right, Herminius, since it was your luck roll that caused all of this, <laughs> <laughs> um, I need you to make a listen check. All right. Uh, that I'm, I'm mediocre at. Uh. Uh, 76 out of 50. Okay, so you hear nothing. All right, you guys wake up fine. Hear nothing, but wake up fine. Yeah. We're oh, good. Yeah. That's great. Totally fine. <laughs> Meanwhile, the rest of the village has been trampled into the ground. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> we wake up in... We wake up on top of a pillar in the middle of a crater. <laughs> but we uh, slept like right. babes. Someone's yeah. um, child is dead. You you get up early, you know, getting ready to, to start out on this adventure, you know, into the f- woods. And as you go to grab your packs and equipment and stuff, um, all of the bags that contained any kind of food have been chewed into by mice. And the food is either eaten or fouled by mice excrement and and urine. Oh, that's great. So, like, mice have gotten in all of You didn't say mice supplies. urine, though. What? <laughs> you didn't say mouse urine, though. <laughs> but it's, it's mice urine. Well, no. mice pee wherever they go. They leave a trail of pee wherever yeah. they walk. Did you have to Google this, by the way? Actually, I watch a lot of nature shows. Herminius is a connoisseur of urine, you see. So I am. Um, yes, um, it matters. So, like you go in, do a lot like, of tracking. Oh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna grab a, piece, a hardtack biscuit and some cheese, and like literally, you go in there, and my, and there's holes chewed in. There's like oh. mouse pellets everywhere, and your food's all nibbled on, and it's just like you know. So at this point, you have no food. Great. Wait, even the basket? Um. Yes, even the basket. Ah. Oh. Well, that's so, unfortunate. And we we secretly spy one mouse throwing a cloak up over its head and laughing <laughs> as, it, as it runs away. <laughs> yeah. Wait a second. Uh, I mean, this is I mean, a little. You guys peculiar. should. You guys can be. Fu- you'll be fine for two or three days, um, with no food. Um, it, it did not get into your water, your water skins, or your wine skins. So you have water, <clears throat> and it's been raining. It's very easy to you know gather fresh water. But yeah, Dorina, perhaps um, while we are uh, out accomplishing our task, um, just keep an eye out for game. You are a huntress, yes? Yeah, I can definitely uh, look out for game. 
I can only really feel that um, that won't create a distraction. I'm okay with that. Indeed. And we see any stags, you know, that are not undead, you know, we can try to kill it. <laughs> what if it's alive but then dead? No, I'll, I'll see myself out. <laughs> okay, so your plan is to get to the dry riverbed and then once you find that, to kind of take an extra couple of hours and kind of come at the shrine from a different direction, not directly following the riverbed. If that's possible. Darina, make a... Uh... I will spend one luck point. Oh, wait. It has to be a hard, right? Yeah. Oh, then that's, that's too many luck points. I can't do that. Okay. So she thinks that she is. And you find yourself, you find yourself lost. Um, it's now, by now, it's probably about three in the afternoon. You should have found the grove by now. But, you know, she realizes that somehow she's gotten spun around um, in the fog, in the, you know, overcast sky. So you've been wandering these woods for, for literally hours. Uh, you can roll again to at least try and backtrack away to get to the riverbed. So you actually get bearings to either get back to town or continue on. Do I need a hard success or just a success? Just a success. Then I made the success. All right. So you start heading downhill towards, you know, where the natural contour would indicate where a river might have flown through. Um, you know, fog's rolling in. The sun's getting low now. You figure if you could find the riverbed and make haste, you could probably get out of the forest before full night. And when you get to the riverbed, standing in, uh, like, like literally standing in the dried riverbed ahead of you with fog you know, swirling about its legs is a large rotting stag with like red glowing eyes. It. And it's literally just in your path. And it says, uh, I knew you wouldn't heed my warning. What warning? I wasn't there for a warning. I need everybody to make a sand check. <laughs> you know, must have seen it too. Yes, yes. It's scary every time. <laughs> 24. It. I'm good. Uh, 38. Made it. 33 under 85. Okay, you all pass. Um, uh, could I do using using my uh, my past history with you know witchcraft and sorcerers and such? Could I make a uh, in, an insight or uh, or perhaps? Uh, something, something along the lines of, of being able to suss out whether or not this is like a a spirit creature or if it's being controlled by magical means. You can't tell. They'd look they'd look almost identical. So okay. I want to build on that. Can I use natural world? Because I should know what there ain't a goddamn natural thing about an undead. <laughs> I should know what dead animals look like. It looks like a dead animal, except it's standing upright with glowing red eyes and talking. So there's nothing about it that looks slightly different. It's dead 
and standing <laughs> up, which means that it's very different than every other dead deer you have ever seen. unique. Uh, courteous. I'm looking um, for sticks behind it. <laughs> that, yeah, that that you know, I'm going along the same thing. Like without getting too close to it, I want to just try to observe it and just try to see, like, okay, is this actually like a biological creature? Because I've been saying from the beginning that it's a guy in a suit. It takes a few steps forward, and you're pretty sure it's not a guy in a suit, and there's no ropes on it, and it says, "Well, you haven't brought anyone sickly, so I doubt you've chosen to sacrifice one of your own." But if you wish to reconsider that, we'll accept one of you to let the other five live. To let the, the others live. If one of you agrees to come with me, the others can leave the forest in peace as a tribute. And then it like you can see it snorts and like almost like steamy smoke comes out from its nostrils and he goes, But we both know you're not going to do that, don't we? Sly grins across the whole group. Yeah, all of us grin. <laughs> I got not much for to be honest. Uh, he says, "Well then, all five of you dead will suit me well anyway. Uh, makes no matter to me." And it charges. All right. What do you guys want to do? I'm going to dodge. <laughs> you, just, you don't know who is it who is attacking, but you're diving out of the way. Okay. <laughs> I thought it was my spear. You what? My spear. The magical spear. What about it? I'm going to attack. Okay. Macrion? Uh, fuck. I mean, he, he has his spear awkwardly in front of him because he's not super great with it. But no, I think I'm going to have to give you lessons after this. <laughs> yeah, he, I think he's going to jump out of the way. Like, if it looks like it's coming at him, he jumps out of the way. Okay, so you run one direction. Courteous runs the other direction. <laughs> what's, uh, what's, what's plants, what's, Malachi. What's the size of this thing relative? I mean, um, sixty-five. It's a large red deer. <sighs> I mean, so probably a hundred and eighty pounds, maybe. No, way more than that. More than that, bigger. I mean, if it's if it's a full red deer, it's got to be like good six hundred pounds or something like that. Probably five hundred pounds. Oh God, four hundred and forty pounds before it started rotting. <laughs> so I, just, I, just, I, just look, I just looked it up how much does a red deer weigh oh there you go 420 pounds I love the internet <laughs> uh, so does that influence your action Malachi uh, I mean I so is it just charging headlong right into us I'm, yep. I'm I generally and it's starting to lower its antlers oh for god who is it charging at you can't tell but two of you have decided it's not going to be me and just run away from the sides of the group. They're like, nope. Yeah. yeah. I mean, so I, uh, yeah, I'm going to try to keep myself centrally located because I sort of feel like my job is to try to block other people from getting hit, but I'm ready to kind of jump out of the way at the last minute to dodge the antlers uh, okay. and then whack it on the head if I can. Okay. Herminius. Uh, yeah, I'll I'll jump and roll out of the way and uh, prepare both daggers. I have the Fey knife and my uh, my Pugio, and okay. I'll I'll kind of go along with Malachi. All right, Darina. and I'll try to 
go to the side with him. Okay, so call me crazy, but crazy. Thanks. Crazy. Um, I want to try to get its. I want to get its knees out. So you said the size is sixty-five. Right. So I'm a size fifty. I'm obviously smaller. <laughs> what if I dodge into its legs? What if? Oh, oh. Do you have your netting out that you were talking about? I do have my netting, but, but my out. net is thirty-five. My throw is is greater, and I do have a blanket. I was more so just thinking for that. If we could have prepped for this, it would have been great to have just sort of pulled a rope out yeah. in front of him and let him trip right over right, it. Arena, what are you doing? Um, I'm gonna try to dodge myself into its legs. So you're gonna make a brawl <laughs> attack. Um, uh, and just kind of like dive into it to try and, and chop take block. out its legs. It's gonna be yeah, like I'm the gonna... what is it the um in uh Battle of Hoth taking out that big ad ad right? Like, and I actually did that in a Hey, you remember that wicked old movie? 11 years ago. So, yeah, pretty <laughs> much. All right. Uh, Darina, what's your dex? Uh, my dex is 60. Uh, Votamos, what's your dex? 70. Malachi, what's your dex? 70. Its dex is 80. Ooh. So, Darina, as you dive forward, it just, like, literally leaps over you. Like a stag, which leaves only Votamos or Malachi holding their ground. And it will attack. I'm just going to roll randomly. It will attack Votamos uh, or will attempt to attack Votamos. And misses. Yay. So I attack it back. <laughs> yeah, I immediately go in on it too. Okay, roll. That was a um, a hard uh, Lee spear. Yeah, yep. I got okay. ten out of ten out of eighty nine. Okay, uh, roll, but damage both of you. Nine points. Guy doesn't even have his dice out. <laughs> Sorry. Oh yeah. Uh, uh seven. Okay, two good hits. Um, it it chuckles and changes directions and will either charge and attempt to gore either Curtius or Macrion. The, or Macrion and Herminius, because they ran one direction, Curtius ran the other. So it like leapt past the first line of defense defenders. You guys hit it on its flunch on its haunches as it rode by you. And it's just going to trade direction and, and run for somebody else. So it it actually peels off and charges Macrion and Herminius. You don't know who it's going for. You dodged last round. The only option you can have is to either dodge this round or hope it does hope it misses and gets ready to attack you. Um, Courteous, uh, so but and everyone else can enact after it attacks. So do either wish you I don't know who it's going to attack because I haven't rolled it yet, but it's charging down on both of you. And what do you guys wish to do? Um I want wait, wait. to this, I need to know what they're doing as they're being attacked. And then the whole group can go. So and, Macrion Herminius, what are the two of you doing? So I dove out of the way. So he's just gonna come up with the spear. So if it charges at him, that maybe it impales itself. 
So you're going to get ready to hopefully impale it. Yep. Okay. Hermitius. Racing with the ground. Uh, I'm going to uh, dodge, attempt to dodge out of its way and see, hopefully, if it like runs by me, I can then rush behind it and try to attack it blind. Okay. It does not go for you, Herminius. Um, but Macrion, it does go for you. Um, you will be attacked, and then I'll roll. You can roll your attack to see, and then everyone else can go. Okay. Okay. Yes. Um, it actually it, it misses, but it misses because it grabs the spear in its antlers and just literally, as it runs by you, pulls it out of your grasp. And with a hundred, it goes off into the fog, and it doesn't. Eat you lands nowhere where you can see it. I really think Macker should reconsider learning spear at this point. Okay, so <laughs> fuck everyone else except Herminius can go. So we're just gonna go, uh, Votimus. What do you do? I'll call out your name. I attack, it. and no. I hit. Fourteen point next damage. You know that that would have like almost killed a boar. It doesn't really seem to be phased. Courteous, what do you do? <sighs> you're like hitting it. You hear bones breaking. Um, you know, you're like opening these gashes, and and black gore is falling out of the carcass, and it's just it's not even slowing down. Courteous, um, I'm going to take a vial of lamp oil, my vial of lamp oil, and try to throw it at it. Ooh. Make a throw roll. Yeah. No. Okay. Negative. Uh, Macrion, you went already. Malachi. All right, I'm going to try to club it again. Uh, I make it just barely under half. Eight. Okay. It takes the hit. It does not seem even phased. Damn it. Herminius, you would dodge. Darina, what do you wish to do? I'm taking out my net. Um, would that take up the entire... Uh... Yeah. Okay. Can I take out one more item at the same time or no? Okay. Um, it will turn on Malachi this time. Shit. Uh, Darina, I think just fouling it in your net might help a lot. Yeah, that's. I'm going to try. I have a low net, unfortunately. Roll your armor, Malachi. Oh, good. Uh, four. It literally hits you with the antlers and lifts you off your feet. Uh, thankfully, the armor takes about half of the damage. Uh, you're hit for three points. I mean, it would have done seven. And it literally like gores you, tosses you to the ground, takes a few steps, snorts, and says... Uh, there is no pain when one is dead. I can do this for eternity. Um, he says, "Flee, you fools, or submit, or, 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 you know, welcome, welcome oblivion with open arms." What do you guys wish to do? It threatened to kill I... us. Now it's telling us that we they want us to that, to flee. So I'm thinking that it's going weaker. That or. If there's a caster in the area, it might not be able to control it as well during battle. So you spend the round thinking. Courteous, what do you do? 
<laughs> can I help Darina with her net? Like, say, like, okay, she said she doesn't have a good net. Can I hold it with her and everything? And try no, because to... you don't know no. how to use it. You'd probably okay. just get in her way. Okay. Um, I am going to try to call to its attention, try to pull its attention so the fighters have a better shot at it. Okay. Macrion? Um, fuck. <laughs> he just yells out, "Who had throw the oil?" Somebody did, and they missed. And Malachi, I'll try to stick it with the face spear. Okay, you come forward with the spear, and it charges you again. Um, can't keep hold- doing this. It was holding its action, and it will miss. But you can attack. All right, I just barely make the spear by one point. Okay. Rolling damage. Uh, oh, for some reason, I don't have the spear damage down. It's the phase spear. What's the, the damage? Thing, Who else it's has a two-handed the spear. It's like 1d10. 1d10. Okay. It's like a, a heavy Seven. boar hunting spear. Seven. Okay. Is there a damage bonus on that? Uh, Just a strength bonus. Okay. Seven plus two. Nine. Okay. Herminius. I am going to and still on the on the mindset that this is a like a spell of sorts. Uh, I'm gonna attempt to to cast my own, and I'm gonna I'm gonna do warding sign. And what does that do? It says that it uh, it allows me to uh, ignore a guarded area. So thinking perhaps uh, you know if if this particular area that the so it does nothing. In, is what you're saying. All right. I don't. Well, I don't know. All right, Serena. <laughs> I'm gonna have to. Uh, will my net make it to him? Um, you can make a throw roll. Yeah. No. Not even close. I like. Okay. It. I yell. We got to try to break the legs. All right. It charges Darina this time. Darina, roll your armor. You take two points of damage after the four points are absorbed. Okay. And it, it gores you. And you hear just you hear it chuckling. I mean, for all the damage you've inflicted, it doesn't seem to be the least bit harmed. And um party's round. It has attacked. Can I can I yell something as I attack? Sure. As I search for a caster, as I again try to hit it with the spear. Okay, roll your spear attack. I didn't uh, hear it. That is a... Look for a caster. I rolled, okay. I rolled uh, out of 85 a 10. Okay. Give me damage, although you should be figuring it out that it doesn't really matter. Yeah. Uh, seven. Courteous. Uh, spot hidden to try and look for somebody roll. working that... I do not make it. Oh, okay. Macrion. I do the same. Well, attempt to. Anyway. <laughs> 91. <laughs> Malachi. I'm going to swing at its legs as hard as I can. Just okay. try to totally break one of you its will, legs. Uh, for that is a cold shot, you will need to make a hard success. Okay. Uh, 34. Hold on. Wait, wait. One second. One second. I want to look something up. 34 out of 89. Oh, uh, since it's a called shot, you have to make the attack with one penalty dice. Okay. 
Sorry, just wanted need to look up that special rule. No worries. All right, 34 was the first one, and oh, 03 is the second one. Um, you break one of its front legs, it will slow its movement, um, but it's not crippled it. Herminius. Uh, I don't. I don't want to. Fe- I don't want to sound like I'm beating a dead horse, but I, going off <laughs> of my previous thought that this is a summoned creature, I'm going to peel off and try to, kind of, search near the area to see if I can find the person controlling this creature. Just how? Just to try and spot them? Uh, just yeah, just spotting it. Just trying we'll to spot him to suss it out. <laughs> Uh, that is an ought three out of 50. You are certain there's no one in the area, but you and him. Oh, damn it. Darina. That is such a defeated. Um, so net gone, just me by myself. It already shanked me. I'm going to try to go for the legs at this point. That's the only yeah, that would be a called shot. So it's a penalty dice. So it needs to be for... Which that again? I apologize. Your attack roll, penalty dice to your attack roll. Okay. I got a nineteen. So. And then one more time. Thank you. Sorry, brain. No worries. No worries. Thirty-five. So both hit. It's just the tens. Okay. okay, you you hit it, um, on one of the back legs. So now its movement rate is halved, and it's like hobbling around, crippled, but it doesn't really appear. Any less, you know. That's fine. He'll he'll be like the knight of knee pretty soon here, you know, the dead undead. Uh, he attempts one. to gore Malachi one more time and misses. So Votamos. Everybody seems to be doing the leg sweep. <laughs> I'm gonna try to attack the leg also. Uh, you said penalty die. Yes. First one is forty out of eighty-five. Second one is 13 out of 85. All right. So I'm guessing you're going to go for one of the two unbroken legs. Yes. (laughs) Okay. Courteous? Spot hidden again. No. No one in the area. Okay. Macrion. Since two or three of its legs are broken, he's just going to fucking jump on it and try to drive it into the ground. You're going to wrestle the stag. Yeah, that's my oh. go-to. <laughs> okay. Roll. From from the back. He's not going towards the head. He doesn't want to get gored. Uh, 25 out of 51. So hard success. Okay. Malachi? All right. I'm going to try to break the last leg. Uh, 50. Okay. And... Uh, oh, that's a hundred. Oh, two. Okay, all four of its legs are broken. It's now hobbling around on four broken legs, but it still has, you know, and there's someone lying on its back. So, Herminius, what do you wish to do? I'm going to just yell out to everybody. This is not what I thought. This is a monster. We are not prepared. (laughs) (laughs) Darina? Since it's hobbling around, I want to take out a torch and a flint to light the torch. You do realize that one of your party members is wrestling it. You may want to think twice on setting it on fire. He'll figure it out once he sees the torch. That's good. 
<laughs> we know fire works. No, do your thing. I'll jump off. Okay. <laughs> well, I didn't know if that takes one round just to light it. Do it's, I get to do you anything? You now have a lit torch. Okay. Macreon, I hate to say this, but roll your armor. All right. Hopefully I get the D4 everybody else got. Uh, no, only three. All right, you were hit for one. Right. I didn't roll that well. All right, party's around. Uh, so it's uh, so it's still move uh, running around on four broken legs. Well, I'm yeah, it, it it actually gored Macrion and kind of flipped him off his back. Lord, mad. And it's like hobbling around on like four obviously broken legs. Votamos. Does it have anything resembling eyes? Well, yes, it's got a head with two eyes. Okay. Glowing red eyes. I'm going to aim for the eyes and try to steady. Go ahead. Uh, one penalty dice. Two if you don't want to hit Macrion. No, actually, I said he was thrown off, so Macrion's off. So Okay. First one is an 18. Second one is a 26. So it does hit? Yes, both of them. So the cold shot to the head does manage to instantly kill the zombie deer. <laughs> and you should all be ashamed of yourselves to have taken this long to figure it out. No one... Okay, who in ancient Rome has seen Night of the Living Dead? <laughs> so Nobody TV, in a zombie movie no, has ever seen a zombie movie. GV hits it for a cold shot to the face, and it just goes down. So you don't need to set it on fire or Macrion on fire. I still want to set it on fire. <laughs> Honestly, not a bad idea. I've never seen anything like that before. I just you want can to light it set on it on fire if you want. Thank you. I got like eleven more torches. Just put that one down right on its body. Hey everybody! Before we wrap up this episode, I'd like to take a minute to say thank you for tuning in. We hope you're enjoying the podcast from our interviews and actual plays to our rambling roundtable discussions. If you like what you're here and you'd like to support the show, we have great sponsors for you to check out. Birds of a Feather Coffee Company is a small batch craft coffee roaster and is our OG sponsor. They have three signature blends to choose from. The Morning Lark, which is a light roast. The Night Owl Blend, which is a rich dark roast. And the Hummingbird Decaf Blend. They also have the exclusive Legendary Brew, a nice medium roast coffee, perfect fuel for all those late night gaming sessions. If you use the code LEGENDS10, you'll get 10% off your order, and shipping is always free. So head on over to tinyurl.com forward slash Legendary Brew, or click on the link in the show notes. Thanks everybody for checking it out. We'll catch you next time. This podcast is a proud member of the Legends of Tabletop Broadcast Network. For more gaming-related content, please visit www.legendsoftabletop.com.